as her parents' generation would have understood it, but everyone slapping on big grins and pretending to have beaten death. She would like to meet the first one who managed that. Indeed, she often thought she should plan her own celebration and tell the truth, instead of some anonymous minister standing up and spouting a lot of nonsense about someone he or she had never set eyes on, far less actually known. She had sat through enough of those. She could record her last goodbye in her tape machine, though now that she had got the hang of it at last, it was almost obsolete. A bit like herself, really. Her generation was a vanishing breed now. Last thing at night, she would put on a tape of the Navy Lark, or Hancock's Half Hour, and drift off with a smile. They were her barriers against too much thinking, regretting and guilt, as much as entertainment. Her goodbye tape would be played on the day, this is what's left of Ruby McLean, she would say, a wee pile of grit that was no great shakes as a wife and mother and achieved so little in her life that she won't be sadly missed. Now, there will not be tea and sandwiches at the Willowbank Hotel afterwards, or the Brisbane House Hotel, which was a bit grander, and she felt she deserved not to be celebrated there at least as much, so the one or two of you who wandered in here out of curiosity can forget about looking sad and pretending I was a saint while you fill your faces. Thanks for coming. You can get on with your shopping now. Bye! Of course, they even had after-funeral receptions and pubs these days. Though she wouldn't stand for that. Not over my dead body, she chuckled. Even if she were, in fact, lying down or had formed that little pile of grit, no pub would play any part in the celebration of her life. Then she stopped. What was that a page or two ago? She flicked back, looking for that tiny paragraph. Why was it always like that? Why could you never find the page you wanted when you had only passed it a few seconds ago? Was there some built-in gadget that, sensing you were turning back, suddenly festooned the pages with adverts for things you wouldn't want in a million years? that you then had to read because you weren't sure where you'd seen what you wanted. She wouldn't be surprised. They would stoop to anything to sell you something these days. Ah, there it was. High Street. Some housing association had taken over various flats in what had been Glasgow's Bellow the Bray tenements in High Street, apparently, the ones that hadn't been sold off. They had been busy renovating them, and what should they find under acres of old wallpaper in one flat but hand-painted murals on the walls? It took the wind out of her sails. Uncle Jakey, she sighed, lowering the newspaper to her lap and closing her eyes for a few seconds. Then she looked back at the words on the page. The young man in charge was saying the murals were of such high quality they didn't know what to do. No childish daubs, these, but the work of someone with talent, someone who could paint, though no one knew who had done them. Ruby put the paper down on the table in front of her and sat for a moment. Then she took out a Kleenex, one of the fancy ones with balm on them, so that your nose didn't get red and flaky from constant blowing when you had a cold, and dabbed at her eyes. Daft old biddy, she chided herself, blowing her nose severely to stave off any more nonsense. She knew who had painted the murals at 266 High Street. Her uncle, Jakey McLean. 
you could see him yet, brush in hand, eyes fixed firmly on his latest creation, with wee Doug, his only and constant companion, lying under the table, waiting patiently for whatever Jakey planned next. She had been dreaming about her family these last weeks, funnily enough, though she supposed everyone did, especially when the older generations had gone and the prospect of rejoining them was coming ever closer. She hadn't thought of them for a long time, yet there they were, invading her sleep in all their awful glory. It was probably the letter from her daughter that had started it off. The letter was so much writing and crossing out that there was barely any room for the latest forwarded address. But it had found her. She still hadn't replied to it and wasn't sure that she would. But it had stirred up the past and whatever it meant or didn't to be family. Only that afternoon...